stop. Don't stop. Why? Okay, I won't. Hold on to the feeling. Okay, I will. Street lights. Street lights. People. Street lights. Hey, you know what? If anything, on this uh, Sunday night, as we get ready for the next episodes of The Last Dance, uh, I want to have a little fun to kick off this live portion, and it's live because I'm opening up the Zoom lines again. And again, don't Zoom bomb me. If you actually have a thought, would love to hear it. Now, here's what's going on. So first of all, that was thanks to, uh, inspired by jlash444, serious um, username on TikTok, and uh, she uses sound. I went and Googled it. Sure enough, Will Ferrell, Jimmy Fallon do this huge bit uh, about Don't Stop Believing. And I thought, what a way, <laughs> what a way to kick off tonight's live pod, taking calls. Uh, by the way, if you do want to weigh in on anything I've got to say today, please do so. I'll tell you the number here. It is, the meeting ID is 843-967-1230 on your app 843-967-1230, and the password is 2, lowercase g, uppercase q-p-y-u, and so don't be afraid to log in, and of course, if you wanted to call in from New York, you can do that at 929-205-6099, meeting ID, as I mentioned, 843-967-1230, password is 541 so, once again tonight, the eyes will be on how Chicago was in the 90s with the Bulls, with Michael Jackson. Uh, and watching the first two episodes, I'm hyped for to see what episode three brings, right? Firstly, they didn't even censor it, which I think was kind of interesting. They did say explicit language before it aired, so that was their cover. Um, but it got pretty heavy and pretty deep, and hope you guys enjoyed the first couple of er- episodes of it. And of course, I was so happy... That Scotty Bo- uh, Scotty Pippen got a chance to be recognized uh, because he really was a backbone for this team in the '90s. N- now, a couple things I want to turn your attention to. First of all, I don't know if you knew this, but I was doing a quote-unquote hashtag Ray of Hope during the first days of this lockout. Now I've kind of turned it into tranquility. We're all nervous. We're all pent up. We're all wanting to get back into the real, real world and do it soon. So, how do we do that? We have to start thinking of being tranquil. Uh, tranquil. Think of tranquility. So, right now, I've got a series, Alex G in NYC. Alex G in NYC is my Instagram and Twitter, and yes, TikTok. I post actually interesting content on there. Anyway, um... I think it's important to be tranquil. I really, really do. Um, because if if there's no tranquility, right? How could... um How will we function? How will we better our lives if we're just not tranquil? We can't. We have to be tranquil. We have to be diligent, but also patient. Patience is a huge thing here. So... And know it's in God's time, uh, which I think is also important. Because if we we think of it in the divine, I think we're a little more relaxed, don't you? Now, again, my number is to dial in here. I'm on Zoom, and uh, my number is 
929-205-6099. Or if you're in Chicago, 312-626-6799. Meeting ID, 843-967-1230. Or, five four, and the password is 541-280. Now, okay, I, I don't know how Zoom can make that any simpler. I wish they could. I wish they'd realize that this is actually a good model to use for call-in shows um, any time of day, really. But I've got to, I've got to say, uh, don't stop believing because, because Mayor de Blasio citing a time for when plans to reopen could start, start to be, uh, developed here. So you're going to see a lot in the next few weeks about the immediate efforts to restart the first steps and then over the weeks ahead and the months ahead, a deeper vision of what a fair recovery looks like. So again, not just let's get back to the status quo that was before, but something different and better and fairer to help us on this journey and to help us immediately. I am going to bring together people who really know their communities, their industries. People bring a huge amount of expertise. So we're going to have a set of advisory councils, and it's going to be sector by sector in our city. Going to get these folks together very quickly. They're going to start meeting in the first week of May, so literally in a matter of days. I'll be meeting with each of them. My team will be meeting with them constantly. We need to get this perspective from the folks at the front line of every part of this city's life. May, May, first week of May, you heard it. Governor, I'm sorry, Mayor de Blasio wants to start a task force to help us reopen and, and the plans will start to be developed mid-May. That's hope. How about the fact that all patients on the USNS Comfort, I misspoke, it hasn't left yet, it's leaving soon, but they have all been discharged free of COVID-19. How about that? How about that, people? We are seeing results right in front of our very eyes. And I hope you, um, I hope you see that, I hope you notice it. And I hope that we can truly um, get back to, to somewhat normal, not entire normal, but get back to life. Maybe not as we know it, but life in general. So you have those two pieces of good news. The NHL has been reporting, my girlfriend Gabriella has been reporting, that they would like to, and I'm going to get to the ta task force in a second. But they've been uh, they have made a date in the NHL that they could be doing camps as early as June 1. That is tremendous. That is huge. Um, it's new, new, newsworthy for sure. And then the NBA also saying by May 1st people, uh, players could start to go back to practice facilities, practicing social distancing. So folks, when you're getting ready to do, to watch the last dance with Michael Jordan and the whole story of that 90s Bulls, be mindful that yes, very much so, the, uh, the sports side, the NBA, the NHL, want to start to get normalcy back and want to get started and keep their fans excited for what could be to come. This reopening is going to be one of the best in our lifetime. I mean, I thought 
Piazza's home run in 2001 on September 23rd, just whew, uh, about September 21st, actually. About 10 days, right at 10 days after 9-11, Piazza came in and hit the big homer against the Braves. You can't script that any better during that time. Who knows what script is going to be written by him up above for this recovery. But this reopening will be one of the most anticipated, highly anticipated openings. Uh, since, I don't know, you know, every movie pr- premiere, there's a huge hype. Oh, did you see that the new Civil War is coming out? The new Marvel, the new DC. Well, this is bigger than all that. This is going to be the opening of hopefully openings that we will move forward and say, you know what, we can handle Corona better than we did in March. That's our hope, right? And so there are some good news. Now, here here's my other million-dollar question tonight. And we're live on Spreaker, so if you're having to listen, if you want to dial us up, please do. We're at, on Zoom, the app, you can do 843-967-1230. That's 843-967-1230. Two lowercase g, uppercase q, p y u, and tell me what you think of this question. Um, and for those listening right now, thank you. Tell me what you think of this question. What is in your freezer? That's right. I was just thinking of all this, the craziness that's been in, and I haven't covered just yet this little nugget from the James Carden show. Featuring Nancy Pelosi. Since you've been uh, isolating in your house, how much uh, of your of your regular diet do you think is ice cream and candy? As much as possible. Uh, it is. Uh, it, 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 I enjoy it. I don't know what I would have done if ice cream were not invented. Well, I wish they would have not known what to do. I wish they they knew what to do when it comes to helping our small businesses, helping our people, our citizens. See, that whole bit there with James Carden really set people afire on social media, and rightfully so. I mean, first of all, the fridges, the freezer was more like thousands of dollars and much more expensive than what you and I would have in our own house. So why is she, as food banks are literally running out, why is she on here? national television showing off her freezer and make it worse showing off that she's well stocked and so i gotta ask you this i don't know if you want to share a price but what do you have in your freezer what's in your freezer that you consider so valuable so meaningful and if you did see the pelosi bit what would you say to her about her freezer would you agree with her? Oh, this is great. Show it off. Yeah. Or would you say, are you serious right now? I would hope many would say, are you serious right now? Just like when President Trump, you know, talked about the disinfectant. I mean, this comment by President Trump all weekend long has, <laughs> has truly shaken the world here. And then I said, supposing you brought the light inside the body, you can, which you can do either through the skin or... Uh, in some other way, right? And then I see the disinfectant where it knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that uh, by injection? 
And yes, by injection is just that the way he said it was poorly worded. But he didn't say bleach. And I am a little disturbed that 30 people did call New York City Health and Human Services. That's a little disappointing um, to know that 30 people actually thought the president meant to actually inject yourself. I don't think he meant that. But I do think he could have worded it a different way to not spur on people to inject the Lysol wipes. Or the Clorox, or whatever you want to say. So, those two comments have been coming under fire, coming under scrutiny. But, I think President Trump has intentions to actually help. But I don't think Pelosi's intentions were to inspire. I do think that she was there just showing everything off because she felt that was okay. People are losing money, SBA loan is running out, yada yada yada. And here she goes with the ice cream. I mean, it's just, it's so tone deaf. So tone deaf. So what do you have in the freezer? Literally, what do you have in your freezer right now that you may not have uh, really thought much of? I mean, yeah, everything's in the freezer, but I think during this time, it's important to take to not take what's in our freezer for granted. When our stores are having trouble shelving up. When our our stores are having trouble handling PPE and getting PPE. We shouldn't just say, oh, look, our freezer's full. We should say, thank God our freezer's full. Thank God we are not in disparate situation. And we should light a candle for those who are, for those who've passed on. We should honor them every step of the way. But when she looks in her freezer, she doesn't look in that freezer and say, gee, I'm so thankful I have all this food. She's like, no, I don't know what I'd do without this stuff. Well, you could live. You, you probably would still live, Speaker Pelosi. But that, that didn't seem like she was... When she said that, it didn't seem grateful. It just seemed like she was aloof, deaf, tone deaf. Massively tone deaf. What do you guys think? You can even open up the chat box. I've got the chat box open up here on Spreaker.com. And I don't care. I have a lot to talk about. So I could just talk about this for an hour and a half on my own. But if you do want to call in, feel free. We're at 929-205-6099. 929-205-6099. Meeting ID uh, 843-967-1230. And password... Five four one two eight zero, and I've also put the link in the little chat box as well. And if you can hear behind me, yes, the sirens are still going, but the hospitalizations are declining. Thank God for that. The patients, I mean, I mentioned last week, at least one thousand people discharged in Manhasset. We've seen discharges left and right in this country. And it's time to stop being aloof, but really say, how can we fix this? How can we say, we shouldn't care what's in our freezers? How can we say, we shouldn't drink bleach? And know that he didn't actually advocate that part of what they're saying he said. He didn't say that at all. Why don't we just buckle up, get our heads together, <clears throat> excuse me, 
and truly, I mean, absolutely, truly fight this thing together. Not sound all pompous, but do what the mayor and governor are doing, which is finally doing reopening thinking plans, task forces. He wants a fair recovery. All right, well, let's just get on a recovery first with the team. And I noticed a couple names prominent. Shirley McRae will be heading the fair racial inclusion and equity and equity uh, panel led by First Lady Shirley McRae. And I have my thoughts on that. I mean, obviously, she took a a program. She started a program. The program didn't work for the mentally ill. And they never talked about it again. So what's really going to go on here? I'm truly curious to know what's actually going to go on in this uh, in this task force. When commissions are formed, sometimes it may not work. Hopefully this time it does. But one of the main main names that you might notice on the Fair Recovery Task Force includes Richard Ravitch, the former lieutenant governor of New York State. And we've got Liz Newmark, great performances. Union Square Ventures partner Fred Wilson. Protestant welfare agencies, Jennifer Jones Austin. The Open Society Foundation with Patrick Aspard. I mean, a lot, Patrick Aspard. A lot of different people. The unions involved as well. Harry Garrido. So we'll see what they t- this task force comes up with. But do you wish your state would have that? That your city would actually start to see some formulation of let's get back on our two feet. I hope you see that in your states. I really do. And if you don't, I would write to your congresspeople, your mayor, your governor. I mean, whoever you feel you need to talk to. I would definitely write them and say, hey, why are these leaders doing something in the hardest hit part of America, New York City, and we're not. So you've got that. And uh, I, I'm I'm very interested to see how that goes. Then we've also got a couple other things that we're burning up. First of all, the WHO <laughs> the WHO has been praised by another enemy of the United States. Russia. So by by that logic, if Russia is going for the WHO, and you are against funds being cut to them as punishment for this. Maybe people want it to be at a different time. Trump seems to want it now. We'll have to see if that actually happened or not. But if you want to heavily defend the WHO, just remember that you are also saying Russia and China are right. Just remember that you are saying that the, 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 the country you were going to pin Trump on, the Russia collusion, you are now saying, oh, you know what? Trump shouldn't cut the funding. Russia says, no, Trump shouldn't cut the funding at all. We love the WHO. Name me one country of the West, like Britain, like France, like Germany, like the United States, like Canada, that have said, we want the WHO to be proud of how they handled this. 
We are going to praise him. Have you heard that anywhere? I haven't. It just seems like that the one stories that come out and rush in favor of the WHO is our enemies. And that's telling. And so by definition, if you are saying Trump should not cut the funding, even now, and even after this pandemic, or however you want to call it, but even after we've recovered, little by little, you are then saying, yeah, Russia's right, that WH is right. You are saying that you agree with the country you wanted to pin Trump on. <laughs> kind of crazy, don't you think? Uh, maybe I'm just too deep looking into this too deeply, but I just, I, I am amazed when I find that these countries who we're supposed to hate are backing the WHO. It just makes us look better for not associating anymore. We're cutting funding to WHO. Think about it that way. And maybe you'll see it. That way. By the way, thanks to Radio Hope every day for the last few weeks now, um, joining my podcast and being part of this journey every day. I feel like since I've started the 8 a.m. live slot, we've had a lot of different guests. We've had a lot of different opportunities open up in, the, in life. And so I feel like that has helped move things in the right direction. Now, again, if you want to call me up and tell me what's in your freezer, tell me, tell me at 929-205-6099, is your meeting ID, 541280 is your password. If you're writing it down, great. If you're listening, great. Just tell me what's in your freezer because I'm kind of curious to know if what's in your freezer, you care more about it, you take less granted than it seems Pelosi did on the James Carden show. <laughs> she didn't She didn't say, I'm thankful to have this. She just said, I don't know what I'd do without it. Well, you'd probably live. Whereas other people with real lives who have don't have $25,000 freezers aren't quite able to live right now. I'm sorry, but that is just reality. There are people who you want to support you that are not able to just say, I wouldn't know what I'd do with it. No, they're saying, we need everything we can get. We're going to store everything we can get right now because this is the time. This is the time to move quickly And uh, speak, how do you say it? Move quickly and speak positivity into existence. Put it out there that you want to see the state open up. Put it out there. They want to see the, the city open up and with, with measured effect and measured, uh, I don't know how you'd say it, open policies, measure policy, let's put it that way. 
Because if we don't advocate that, then we'll just be stuck here in lockdown for months. And no one wants that. Especially, as I've been saying, as the numbers go down and the antibody positive testing goes up. You won't want to, um, to stay in your house much longer. I was at the park yesterday. I was six feet apart from people. Nobody bothered me. I just watched the water and I felt that tranquility hit the, hit the lungs. I felt the air hit the lungs. I also felt, um, this first part of, um, well, let's see, of, uh, Trump's commentary. And then I said, supposing you brought the light inside the body, you can, which you can do either through the skin or uh, in some other way. Now, I'm not sure what he meant by that, to be honest. But I will tell you, the best way to get light into you is to go outside on a beautiful day. Yes, bring the mask with you. Wear it if you need to for precaution in case you're having to be on a sidewalk where you can't be six feet apart. But get that air. Get that UV light into your skin. Get out. Stretch your lungs. A reason why people have not survived this, sadly, is because they're really not escalating their lungs and helping their lungs along. What they do instead is they are sitting inside, maybe watching TV, Netflix, whatever. And they're really not um, taking care of themselves by staying inside all the time. I, I don't think so anyway. So, uh, as I mentioned, my lines are open. I want to know what's in your freezer. For us, we've got ice cream, sure, but we've also got some important foods. And I think I think that's the most important thing. Have quality stuff in the fridge. Yeah, we can all use some ice cream, right? In fact, we can all use some wine, too, as some have resorted to. But we shouldn't say, oh, I don't know what I'd do without it. Hey, you know what? You'd live. Thank God for that. Thank God for that, Nancy Pelosi, when you say, uh, I don't know, huh, I don't know how I'd survive. I mean, I'll, I'll play it in one second. I mean, this is what she said to James Carden. As much as possible. Uh, it is, uh, it, 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 I enjoy it. I don't know what I would have done if ice cream were not invented. Well, I don't know what I would have done if, the frontline workers were healthy enough. I don't know what I would have done if small businesses were closed for good. Those are things that I wouldn't know what I'd do without them. The lifeblood, the veins of our city, the economics of our city. I don't know what I'd do if all of those things where people get sicker because they don't have the equipment, where people aren't able to stock their food, where the food bank of New York City is saying, we're going to run out. When the UN says millions will be starved because of this. I don't know what would happen if those people, I think it was in Chile, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know what we would do if those people in Philly uh, I'm sorry. In Chile, didn't they have windows and their dog was dogs were eaten alive by condors. That's a real issue that they are facing. Condors come to a a resident's home because they have dogs waiting to make them lunch. 
I don't know what uh, that family would do if they didn't have windows. Because they would lose their dogs. So when you say you don't know what you'd do without ice cream, I would say you'd still be living and should be thankful for what you have. Speaker Pelosi. Because right now, the gratitude muscle, the gratefulness, the, the humbleness is what we need in this city day in and day out. Moment by moment. I don't want to see how a freezer is filled. I want to see how we can get shelves filled back up in our grocery stores. I want to see how people can truly be protected. Not drawers and drawers of ice cream saying, I don't know what I'd do without it. You would survive. You would survive. I mean, look, I don't know what we would have done if... um. If it truly was mandatory to stay inside. Because we'd all be going crazier. People are going out. People have been telling me, I notice people are going out more. Yeah, they are. Because we're tired of staying in. Are you not tired of staying inside? Are you not tired of having somewhere to go? Are you not tired of seeing numbers go down and you still being inside? Come on now. If we all look inside, we all want to be outside. We also know that there is an impact being made, a positive one, by staying inside for the majority or wearing masks or staying protected. It is patriotic to wear a mask. I'm sorry if you disagree with me, but right now, that is a civil, that is a civic duty. If you have to go out, if you want to go out, at least bring your own protective gear to not only protect yourself, but those around you. The six feet apart thing is huge. Yes, uh, Dr. Burke said it will continue. All right, but let's continue it and get back to work at the same time. Let's let's say masks should be, and I hate the word required, because I don't think we want to be controlled either. But let's say they be needed for us to really get people with antibodies back to work. Great. Let them wear it to the office, whatever. But at least say, hey, work can happen if you are protecting yourself and others around you. And I hope that message of being protected while still being able to go to work resonates so much louder in the next week or so. It might be fun to watch videos of people in TikTok on their, in their house, kind of like, whoa, la-di-da, I'm bored in the house, whatever. Yeah, that's that's what it is, but... There also there's a meaning to it to actually get out and do things, be things, see things in a protective way. By the way, in case you are wondering, by the way, I really should have bring bring brought a drink up because I'm thirsty. Just talking for now, thirty minutes straight. You know, uh, I am available to talk to though. Just give me a call if you're listening live right now at nine two nine. Two zero five six zero nine nine. Our meeting ID is 843-967-1230. 843-967-1230. I'm very hesitant to send out the link to people because last time I did that, the phone bank, the bank was flowing, overflowing, if you will. And someone got on air and Zoom bombed me, so I'm a little hesitant to do that again. I really am. I really am. And I don't know who's going to change my mind about it. 
But the fact of the matter is, Uh, I, I, I do want to get talking to people. I do want to open up this line every Sunday night to talk to people. To see how they're doing on the ground. Maybe in the air if they're still flying, which is may not be a safe bet. But I think the airline flights are cheap, right? So some of them might want to get away with that. Now, of course, the one thing that I am a little worried about is This idea of reporting social distancing. I'm seeing this on the mayor's website. And while the plans are going to be talked about in May and made in May, uh do that five times fast, made in May, I also say, why should we report people doing the social distancing violation? I was okay with the crowded subway car. Move to the other car. We don't need that. But to just say, oh, look, here's a bunch of people in the park. We're not used to saying, hey, guys, don't do that. I'm going to stitch with you on the mayor. No, we let them fall. We let them. This is life, right? We don't we don't lock anybody in and stop them from taking chances. America wasn't born by not taking chances. Children aren't growing up by not taking chances. Children are growing up by making chances. We are growing up by taking chances. Michael Jordan took a chance. Hurt his leg in 1985 after being drafted. And he went against the rules of not doing anything. He built his leg up. Uh, the bad leg is calf. One against one. Two on two. Three on three. Four on four. Five on five. He did that in, in Carolina, North Carolina, in Chapel Hill, without the Bulls even knowing. So, Jerry Reinsdorf was afraid to do it with 10% chance of him getting hurt. He said, you know what? I'm going to change that. I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to get better. He said his calf muscle that was weak and injured actually re- got stronger than the other nor- than the normal leg. So, we are truly built on taking chances. We are truly built on... on risking it safely. But I believe that you get up every day and you risk just by going outside. Ish happens. And I think people are starting to realize, yeah, we should be outside. I mean, you take a chance to wake it up in the morning. <laughs> you really do. So we're about an hour away now from the Jordan special, and it's 8 o'clock on the East Coast. I hope you're doing okay. I hope this Sunday... Has been good for you. Witnessed my mom doing a Zoom wedding today. That was pretty interesting. Pretty cool. And uh, pretty kick-ass, actually, if you ask me. Um, Because weddings aren't stopping. Zoom will not stop love, as today proved. I, I mean, coronavirus will not stop love, as today proved. Hey, you know what? Say that more often. Coronavirus can't stop love. It cannot. 
Families want to see each other. Families want to stay connected. They don't have us. This coronavirus does not have us totally in the grips. It won't ruin our love for each other. It might enhance it, actually. We saw that today with a couple on Zoom. Very loving. So excited for them. But it just goes to show, whoever let this out accidentally, intentionally, I don't know. But we are not stopping. Coronavirus is not stopping love. It's not really going to bring us down totally. We can fight it day in and day out. And while I'm on Zoom, uh, I want you to, again, get the number 929-205-6099. 929-205-6099. Meeting ID is 843-967-1230. That's 929-843-967-1230. Password is 5041-280. And that's it. And that is it. I hope, I seriously hope you're having a great day and a great night. Uh, it's a little rainy. We're awaiting the last dance documentary. I can't wait for that. I'm just copying and pasting on my show page. We'll see if people pick up on it. Let's see. And I know there are a bunch of steps, but it's pretty simple. You just got to dial us up, 843, I'm sorry, 929-205-6099, is our line, uh, is our meeting ID, and our password is 541-280. Would love to hear from you. What's in your freezer? What are you most grateful for, for having in your freezer that we can teach Nancy Pelosi that if we don't have it, we don't really need it right now? We shouldn't think about how, oh, if I didn't have ice cream, if, if it wasn't invented, I, would, I don't know what I'd do with myself. Get over yourself, <laughs> okay? You can do things in this life. You really can. We don't need ice cream to survive. However, the freezer that has our essential foods is necessary. And we should be thankful that we're able to do that. We should be thankful for the food banks around New York City that are still operating and delivering. The, the good-hearted volunteers, Stephen Vaccaro, Ray Negron, those who are delivering to the homes, nursing homes, the hospitals, they are the heroes. The frontline workers themselves are the heroes. And they are not thinking about what would happen if ice cream wasn't invented. None of us are thinking what would happen if ice cream was not invented. You know what we're thinking about? How are we going to do the May 1st bill payment? How are we going to do? How are our families doing? How are our friends who are in the, on the floors of the coronavirus patients, how are they doing? Not this gobbledygook 
with Nancy Pelosi and James Curtin. I mean, this audio should be played forever, even in a campaign ad against, well, Pelosi and the Democrats. Since you've been uh, isolating in your house, how much uh, of your of your regular diet do you think is ice cream and candy? As much as possible. Uh, it is. Uh, it, 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 I enjoy it. I don't know what I would have done if ice cream were not invented. The the smugness of that, the arrogance of that. Meanwhile, here's Mary de Blasio actually trying to find a solution for New Yorkers. Who thought he would rank above Nancy Pelosi right now? So you're going to see a lot in the next few weeks about the immediate efforts to restart the first steps. And then over the weeks ahead and the months ahead, a deeper vision of what a fair recovery looks like. So again, not just Let's get back to the status quo that was before, but something different and better and fairer. To help us on this journey and to help us immediately, I am going to bring together people who really know their communities, their industries. People bring a huge amount of expertise. So we're going to have a set of advisory councils, and it's going to be sector by sector in our city. Going to get these folks together very quickly. They're going to start meeting in the first week of May, so literally in a matter of days. I'll be meeting with each of them. My team will be meeting with them constantly. We need to get this perspective from the folks at the front line of every part of the city's life. And he gets it. Cuomo gets it. They all don't want to stay inside either. They want life again, just like everybody else. And I admire that. Now, on on the note of all of this, so President Trump's been saying since the disinfectant commentary that he may not even do press briefings anymore. Well, an interesting article came out by Harry Siegel. And uh, Harry Siegel of the Daily News wrote a very intriguing piece called, in our our Daily News, (laughs) of all places, Our Leaders and Our Lives, Trump, Cuomo, and de Blasio's Daily Coronavirus Response Performances. He says, we need, in this article, he says, we need leaders to disclose their numbers and plans and take questions from the press about them. But there's no need for them to do that in daily televised shows with opening monologues that dribble out the information the events are supposedly there to present. Followed by regular segments like Cuomo's updates on reconnecting with his daughters as they pause together and Trump's Tourette beat the press riffs. It's kind of funny. Except that the showrunners keep expanding on bits that work and adding new twists to hold their audience. He continues, There's a huge appetite now, like there always is amidst a crisis or after disaster, for leadership and the performance of leadership. Hold on. Uh... Sorry about that. Well, the um, the 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 piece continues. It says there's a huge appetite now, like there always is, amidst a crisis or after a disaster, for leadership and the performance of leadership. And De Blasio finally getting the national exposure. 
eluding him for years, even when he ran for president, is coming off like the dog who caught the car, making unforced error messaging after unforced error messaging by his need to hear and have others hear his voice. Very interesting comment there. The mayor de Blasio is coming off like the dog who caught the car, making unforced error messaging after unforced messaging error, driven by his need to hear and have his other, others hear his voice. There was the mayor's advice to New Yorkers, literally hours before he closed the bars. Go there now. And so I, I implore you to reach, uh, read the rest of this because it's very interesting. I might even have this guy on and see his observations, this, this writer on, to see his observations. It's very intriguing to me um, what he is, is saying here, and I'd love to expand with him on this pod. Uh, by the way, I, I'm looking at my show notes tonight, and I've actually just revamped my podcast. As you know, I've had actually a few recurring guests. We've had... Bengals wide receiver, former Bengals wide receiver, Carl Parker, and his wife, Kathy, about the book Northern Lights and the project in Barrow, Alaska. We've had them on a couple times. I put both of those in a subsection labeled Northern Lights Project. You might have heard Zach Miller of NYC Truck Stop Radio, NYC Truck Stop, a couple times. He has his subsection now called New York's NYC Truck Stop Zach Miller Appearances. We've also had Kevin D. Miller, Pahalski, who will be coming on to discuss a virtual book signing this week. And then we've also had, and so his project on, on, the, on the podcast page is Heart of Steel Book Project. We've also had Marty Brownstein on, the man of Two Among the Righteous Few. Now, he has had a different, different uh, happening with his book, who just got picked up again by a different publisher, so they've titled it. They're going. We're going to talk with him about that in the coming week, and then we've got David Allen Arnold. So hard to uh, two among the righteous few about this couple that housed Jew, a Jewish family in there during Nazi Germany. Pretty incredible story. I'll have him retell it, uh, and then. We've also had Uyghur Human Rights Appearances by Louisa C. Grieve. They're all there. So I've kind of subsectioned it. David Allen Arnold, the Emmy Award-winning videographer, uh, Deadliest Catch photographer and videographer, is also on there. So I've revamped it. And it's amazing how reading the rest of Northern Lights inspired me to think, and maybe if you're a podcaster, you should think of this as well. Interviews don't just end at goodbye, see you next time. They literally are about cultivating your connections, cultivating interesting people to continue to talk about their stories on the podcast. So what I realized was, wait a minute, I'm supposed to keep these projects going. These are part ones, two, threes, and fours. And so I hope you enjoy the parts that are up there now, and they will continue to be up there now. Um, and I'm realizing this should have gone under Garrett Extras. It's okay. You can find this on the page under the Sunday pod. It's like a continuation. And again, if you want to call me up, if I have to say the number slower, I will. 
929-205-6099. Meeting ID is 843-967-1230-541-280 is the password. Now, I love Zoom, but I don't want you to Zoom bomb me. That's why I'm very hesitant to put a Zoom number or Zoom link out there because it does say whenever you get it, you never know who's going to get the link. So uh, I, I'm not trying to do that. So if nobody calls, so be it. Nobody calls. At least I'm getting out what I'm thinking here uh, tonight. Because my goodness, when you get in the interview role, you also have thoughts that you want to get out on the table. And I just I have that kind of need every day. But I only spare you one day, one time of the day, because I don't also believe in oversaturating the podcast unless it's necessary for an afternoon hit or evening hit as well. So I'll be definitely stay tuned. Alex G in NYC is my Twitter. Alex G in NYC is my Facebook. Alex G in NYC. I N N Y C is my uh, TikTok as well. I, we're all over the place, guys. We're all over the place, and that's a good thing. It means the brand, the <laughs> the tentacles are, you know, branching out. We're trying to reach every mode possible, and um, and so forth. And I truly, uh, <coughs> excuse me, I truly hope that you continue on this journey with me. We've got a bunch more stuff coming up this week, and we've got a lot of interesting stuff. And by the way, Kevin McCullough, the host I produced for, mentioned by Rush Limbaugh, and he had a very simple headline for a very in-depth article in Town Hall called Antibody Testing Proves We've Been Had. Check it out. Town Hall, Ken McCullough at KMC Radio, if you so choose, if you're listening right now. Or if you find this in the in the podcast archive, definitely check it out. So we've got all that stuff going, and I actually saw a little classic football today. The Brett Favre year where he beat the Patriots. Um... Quite refreshing to actually hear Pat Summerall's voice again and John Madden, of course. Very interesting to hear them. So that was that uh, for today. Excuse me. And so one more time, call me on Zoom if you want to. 929 929-205-6099. 1230 is my meeting ID. 843-967-1230. Password is 541-280. If you are listening right now, uh, that would be great if you wanted to call us up. Because <coughs> we've, we've got a whole bunch of stuff. A whole bunch of questions I have for you. How are you doing the court during this whole lockdown? How are you doing? How is your... Pantry filled. Is it okay? Do you need help? I mean, what is going on in your lives right now that could be better that isn't up to par? Aside from not being out, we pretty much have life to be thankful for. While others around us are literally dying. And and 
And we cannot take for granted just how lucky to have a fridge full of food, a freezer full of food, a, a home full of love really is right now. Right? Right. Mm, excuse me. Uh, so, and I also implore you to check out Harry Siegel's piece in the New York Daily News today. So that's that. Uh, I see that nobody's really called in, so I might, I might call it quits here. That was pretty much all I had on the. And then Siegel, by the way, took the task of the mayor on the fireworks display. Thursday, de Blasio replied to skeptical questions about doing that, uh, about doing the fireworks on Fourth of July, by calling it a sacred day and insisting that we all need to, we are all going to find the right way to do it, and it will be something that takes into account safety and obviously something that's not going to cost a lot of money. And Siegel replies, "You know, a safe, sacred, and low-cost fireworks spectacular." That was a nice little jab, actually. That was I love the idea, but that was a nice little jab, uh, Harry, on that whole uh, uh, deal that broke this week. And so, tomorrow we do a briefless White House, looks like, and we will do, maybe as a step to getting back to normal, congratulations, UNS Comfort, USS, USNS Comfort, for undocking, unloading our patients in the city, that they are now healing and getting better. And please do stay tuned for the week that lies ahead on this podcast and, and in general. And stay healthy, stay calm, do not be anxious. We've got this. One by one, collectively, we have got this. I'm Alexander Garrett, and... We say a prayer for those who are suffering, those who have lost their lives, those families. We say a prayer for our healthcare workers, that they are truly protected by his hands, and that practical approaches to equipment and donations continue to go on on our front lines day in and day out. I would love, love, love to see that be the case. And as Will Ferrell and uh, um, Jimmy Fallon say, don't stop, don't stop believing, man. Do not stop believing. Because there is a lot to be hopeful for. Hospitalizations are down. The ship is going to undock New York and head back to Virginia. Baseball, well, NFL... Um, NHL and, and NBA, the seasons that were cut short, looking to make a comeback this upcoming month. And of course, the big story out of New York, I gotta play it for you one more time, is Mayor Bill de Blasio saying simply this. So you're gonna see a lot in the next few weeks about the immediate efforts to restart, the first steps, and then over the weeks ahead and the months ahead, a deeper vision of what a fair recovery looks like. So again, not just Let's get back to the status quo that was before, but something different and better and fairer. To help us on this journey and to help us immediately, I am going to bring together people who really know their communities, their industries, people bring a huge amount of expertise. 
So we're going to have a set of advisory councils, and it's going to be sector by sector in our city. Going to get these folks together very quickly. They're going to start meeting in the first week of May, so literally in a matter of days. I'll be meeting with each of them. My team will be meeting with them constantly. We need to get this perspective from the folks at the front line of every part of the city's life. And that is that is so true. We want to get things back the way they were, and it won't be an easy return. It won't be an unu- it won't be a usual turn. Sorry about that. I just want to see what would happen if I did post this back on Twitter and maybe got a decent, (laughs) a relatively decent, uh, conversation looks like I mean I miss I miss talking to people when I did my blog talk radio stuff I had uh, I had some callers on blog talk radio but this seems like a new dimension and I really wanted you to uh, react with me and last time I did this by the way my bank got flooded so hopefully that is the case here we'll have to see Um, but you know, I just I would love to hear from you. Nine two not two oh five six zero nine nine, or and the meeting ID would be uh the meeting ID would be and we got people joining already. Look at this eight four three nine six seven twelve thirty. That's five one four. 280 is the password, and I see we already got a couple people in the queue, but I don't, uh, I don't know, uh, let's see what we got here is, is Greg joining us here, let's take a look, and let me type in the chat. Let me see what we could do. See here, with the Zoom, I also have to do a sort of call screening here. Let's see if he joins in just a second. Well, it looks like we lost one. Uh, let's see what... Oh, we lost two. All right. Well, that that is what it is. Uh, we'll keep on it for a minute, see if people do end up joining uh, this pod because I'm, I'm curious to know what literally is in your freezer tonight because I just um, I just think we should be more thankful than we already are. 
because uh because it's important it's important we tell these leaders hey you know what uh we don't really want you to uh to say something like you told James Carden that you would not know what to do without thinking um And by the way, apparently there's a Stephen Sondheim 90s, a Turning 90 concert, so that's pretty neat. Uh, but I again, I just don't think we need to be very... Uh, arrogant or boisterous or whatever talk heavy because here's the here's the here's the reality of it all uh, we're all struggling one way or another and we shouldn't be and so I hope that you understand or I hope that you you feel like you are being grateful. If not, maybe it's time to ask why. I mean, our freezers across the countries hopefully are filled. And if that's the case, thank God for that, man. You know, thank God that our freezers are filled tonight. You know, thank God Pelosi's is too. I mean, she is a speaker. She is a human. But I really don't know why she has to flaunt it. You know what I mean? I don't know why she has to flaunt the Excuse me. Uh, I lost my train of thought there. So I don't. I just don't know. I. I don't know why she had to say that. I don't know why she had to go there with it. If that makes any sense at all, I hope. <laughs> I hope it does. By the way, how did you like your draft picks? That's the other big thing about this weekend. NFL draft is over. How did you like your draft picks? Because um, all right, John, just answer me in the chat. What is your question tonight? Just type it in the chat. Because I'm curious now what you got to say. What is your question tonight? And then I'll put you on through the pod. I see, bud. I don't know what you got to say, but I'm curious. Uh, hey, John, are you there? All right. Talk to me for a minute. How are you feeling tonight? Yeah, I'm really good, man. That's good. Yeah. Well, I want to know what's the meaning of life. Yeah? <laughs> ah, that is such a um, complicated question. But I think now it's about being grateful for what we have right now in this very moment. It's, uh, and I'll let you see me here. Hold on. Uh, it's very, very, uh, well, I can't. it's very, to me, 
It's very important right now to be grateful. That is the meaning to me. How about you? Uh, I feel like God gives you a chance to live like, you know, film. Yeah. I cannot do this. Well, there you go. That is uh, one actually somewhat decent call because at least he didn't say this was a meeting. So I'm happy about that. Now, people with, uh, let's see here. We got Ben in the queue. We got Chet in the queue. Sometimes when they don't have a picture, I'm a little wary of it. Um, and, and normally when people do this, they don't really have a question question. But maybe Ben does. He'll be muted till he, uh, till I find out what he wants to talk about tonight. Uh, John, are you there? Type in the chat what you want to talk with me about. Uh, ben, are you there? Talk to me in the chat what you want to talk about. And this was interesting. So I actually had uh, this idea that I needed a second person to do the call screen. Because obviously... Ben, how are you doing tonight, man? You there? Hey Ben, how you doing tonight? Yeah, not not too bad. That's good. What uh, what brought you over to talk on the Zoom tonight with me? Uh, I just thought Jurassic Four might as well join. Cool. Well, thanks for joining. I'm talking about. I don't know if you follow U.S. politics. You, you, where are you from? I'm from England. I know, I know some about politics, but I don't know much. Well, because uh, oh. one of our speakers said, you know, on James Carden's show, hey, you know, I got all this stuff in the freezer. And I'm asking people tonight, are you as arrogant about what you have in your freezer as Pelosi was? And are you thankful for what you have tonight? I guess is my question out there. And maybe you can answer that. Are you thankful with everything going on? Okay. That was weird. Thank God I uh, got that out of there. Um he didn't want to talk, by the way. He just didn't want to talk. Why would he want to talk? I mean, why would why would anybody want to call up with something freaking decent to talk about? Got him out of there. And uh, who knows? Maybe one day I'll get a decent call to talk about life, you know? Actually, decent people. Not stupid phone calls and and whatnot. Anyway... I can't believe I've been doing this for an hour and six minutes. That's crazy. Uh, but I'm still here at 8.30. We've got 25 minutes before we go to the third the third um, episode of what I would call, well, what it's called The Last Dance. And I'm hoping that uh, it is a good one. You know, the last couple of weeks did not disappoint. Did not honestly disappoint <laughs> and I hope uh, this one and I kind of like that they do the back to back to back episodes because I think that's uh, keeps people interested and of course the debate continues although I will say with the last dance there has been much to um, to be controversial about I mean not many people have talked about it I guess Steve Kerr and Michael Went back and forth to um, 
back and forth on uh Excuse me. Anyway, um, I guess there was a little back and forth on that. But you know what? So be it. So honestly be it. Uh, because I just, I think it's well done. I think it's very well, well put together. And, uh, wow, that's interesting. Police officer in Jersey using a patrol vehicle to push a, a burning SOV, SUV away from Taco Bell drive through preventing the fire from spreading into the building. And so, so many people talking about different things. I know the last dance thing will be very, 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 very interesting and much talked about, so we'll have to see. But anyhow, I, I wish this whole calling thing was easier, but it really is not. <laughs> Especially if I'm calling, call screening myself, it's like it's it's tough. You don't know what anybody's intention is. And on radio, you still don't know. You could have all the call screeners in the world, and you just wouldn't know what what someone would drop. I mean, look, Francesca has had that, as I mentioned last week. Has been punked multiple times. But the meaning of life, we all wonder that every day, don't we? Do we not? I, th I think we do. I think we do, and I think this time is really trying to show us that we should be grateful for what's in our fridge and freezer. We should be grateful that we, for what we have and who we have in our lives. And if that gratitude muscle isn't fixed up now or never, I don't know. I don't know how we can come out of this still divided. It's going to be very weird if that's the case. If that's the case. All right. 25 minutes to go until the last dance. I don't know if I'm going to 9 o'clock, but I know that, that Zoom link I put out has expired, so disregard that. I've been trying to get decent people. Maybe there's a software besides Zoom that can really help out here. Um, because, and I would never give out my cell phone number as a call in. Nope, 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 not going to do it. Not going to do it. Not going to call in a cell phone number. Uh, because I don't want anybody weird texting me either. But anyway, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to investigate this. I'm going to see if there can be a way to regulate the Zoom, regulate calls, but have them plugged in here anyway. Because I'd love to talk to people. I'd love to talk to sane people. I'd love to talk to people who don't curse. I'd love to talk, talk to people who don't spam a Zoom. You know, I'd love all that. I think I've been working my tail off enough to get something like that for an actual call-in show, don't you? Maybe not. Alex G in NYC is my Twitter. Alex G in NYC is my Twitter. And uh, hey, 
It's been an adventure once again. I'm glad I didn't have a much crazier adventure because I ended the meeting just before that hit the fan. So, I hope you're grateful tonight and you're free about what you've got for food in your freezer. And I, uh, I pray you are safe. I'm Alexander Garrett. Have a great rest of your night. And remember, remember the wise, wise words and song cover <laughs> of uh, Don't Stop Believing. Remember, remember that. Don't stop. We want to see the street lights lit. We want to see the people out under the street lights. We want life back to normal. Have a great rest of your Sunday night.